What's up, folks? It's Jake here from the Ask River Podcast. Thanks for checking us out. If you want to come and be a part of the conversation, please do so. We'd love to have you. Hit us up at gmail at astrovertmedia at gmail.com and on Instagram at astrovert underscore media. We post clips and songs from each show as well as other news regarding our music and more important things like memes we enjoy. You can also find any of our covers posted on Patreon at Astrovert Podcast and our YouTube channel at Astrovert Media. New music will be up there soon. You can find any of the music on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever you get your music as well. Now quiet down, Mike, so we can start the show. No, I'm staying quiet. Oh, I see how it is. You pointed, and I don't know what I'm looking for. I was trying to point. You asked I mean, there for are headphones. headphones. Yeah, I right. totally forgot. <laughs> oh, throw me that beat. That be. There you go, buddy. Palski of let's, mine. Let's get you. Palski. Palski. That's a good one. Brochacho. We've quickly ran out of room again. <laughs> yeah, we keep buying more equipment. We're growing. And we're growing and we're growing. It can't stop growing. And now we're going to need a bigger space. That's chaotic. Michael. Yes. What's up? What's up, man? Things. Things. How are things? I spent- Tiring. Yeah? Yeah. Always tired. So I need you to fill me in uh-huh. on what happened at AEW All In because they do a fantastic job on their social media of showing you parts of matches and I'm sitting like at home watching them on Instagram, going, "God damn! I wish I could like, I wish this wasn't a pay per view and I could watch this." Uh oh, you just want like the recap? Yeah, I, I mean, I saw the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my life in that match. Which which the Sting match? No, that was the coffin one. That was fun. Okay. Uh, th- this was during, um. They called it Stadium Stampede. Was, it, that, was it, that the John Moxley one when he got all those? What the, the fucking fuck was co- that? They were co- Bob Skewers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, like he had a handful of Bob Skewers, and he went to go stab a guy. He took it from him. That guy put it on his head and started like punching the top of it to where when he stopped, it stayed there and then flowered out. I had to walk out of the room. I was like, that was so grossed out. That was the gnarliest thing I had seen. I had seen the high. That was something on their Instagram. And I was like, what? That's the something fuck? I'll never unsee. Like, no. I wish I could. God damn it. It's just. <laughs> Moxley seems to do a lot of gnarly shit. That's like it. It, it turned out that that's just. A sh- he likes to pot, like, try to kill himself. Really? It seems. Yeah. I mean, some of the, the stuff that he does is fucking. Isn't he? Isn't he? Def- he's fighting for a belt Sunday. Yes, he is. Like right after, like all it's like after seven all days that, later. yeah. Which I mean, I'm 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 not going to be able to watch that one, okay? Because I'm busy. But at the same yeah. time, I think it's weird that they have 
another pay-per-view a, a week, week after. after. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was a, was a pay-per-view, too. Shit. Yeah. Okay. It's like, I already spent 50 bucks, and you want me to spend another 50 bucks. Yeah. It looks Calm like down. it's going to be a good one, but like I, it's just... So did I see it right? Did Adam Cole beat MJF? No. Oh, he didn't? No. Okay. Because that was the one thing I could not pick up based on all the highlights. It seemed like he won. How they had did the highlights? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So MJF won, but they saw. No, it was him. like they, they. I mean, it, I liked how the story, like the story is going, because they had, um, because they're still friends. That's Every, what, everyone, I saw them hug. Yeah, everyone yeah. thought they were going to turn on each other, but it was like they both did. They did a move to each other. They both hit the ground, and their both their hands covered the other person. So they both got counted out, basically. Like it was a three count, and so, but it turned into a tie. Okay, and, so it's and, a draw, and but then. Uh, it was a callback from earlier where Adam asked for five more minutes, and bef- like months ago, when he asked that, Max left the ring and just left, and he was like, "No, you're not getting it." And then now he's like, "We're gonna go until there's a you know a victor here in fucking Wembley." But it was great. Of course, once again, not all of that is overshadowed by CM Punk. This because uh... he's a fucking baby. Okay. Because t- Tony Khan doesn't want him at the... What happened? He got suspended. So what did he do? Th- there, there was a, a... Like, maybe mo- a month or so ago, uh, Jack Perry, who's Luke Perry's son... Okay. Uh, he wanted to do a spot involving real glass, and Punk was like, don't do that. And he had he has this weird control over the Saturday show, so they just... Did, CM Punk? Yeah. Because of all the other bullshit from before... Um, but and then there's a, there's always these reports of like him arguing with people basically backstage. Like one person couldn't come because they didn't because of something that Punk didn't said that he didn't like, and all this other stuff that like he basically it's like anyone talks negatively about him, he gets all huffy and then makes them not go to the like you can't perform on Saturday. Um, oh my god! Yeah, it's so it's dumb. It and it's it's toxic. Like that's what it sounds. The like. work environment there is it has to be awful because it's like you're you essentially split your company into two camps. How does he still have this power? Because he is a draw. Okay. He's like a huge numbers draw. He's a big merch seller. Because like him coming back was a big deal, but it just he's it's like he's very good for his career. Yeah, and because that UFC thing didn't go well. And it was like it worked. the The whole like fighting the man, always arguing with people, kind of thing worked nicely in WWE because he was actually the underdog. He used to be not a I don't know what the opposite of a heel is. A face? Face? Yeah. He used to be a face, right? Kind of. Yeah, well, it was like one again, it was one of those things like uh he had okay, back in like 2011, he did something called that everyone has dubbed the pipe bomb okay. where he basically Jesus. They, yeah, no. Hold well, on. Yeah, no, cuz he he they have he was his contract was running up and he wasn't going to resign. Yeah. Uh, because he was not happy with his position. Okay. Because a lot of the stuff that and uh, like he basically they basically gave him a microphone and were like, go out and just air your grievances. So he sat at the top of the ramp and just shit on the company. I mean, like hardcore, like like saying like uh, like this company would probably be better better once Vince is dead, but it's going to be ran by his doofus brother in law and idiot's daughter, like. I'm, he's selling all of this merchandise, yet he's second to The Rock and John Cena at WrestleMania, and he's and like all this. It would, and it was basically saying what the fans were saying for a long time, and that's what made him really big. And like I said, it worked back then 
when he was trying to like justifiably saying, Hey, I should be in the top spot and you're not putting me there because it's not part of your plan. But now he has this like million dollar contract. They basically made a show for him that he is almost like more power than what seems like the executive producers of the show. That's what it sounds like the way you're describing it. Yeah. It's fun. And it's it, like I said, it's dumb and it, it's just, it's making things horrible anyway. So during the during Jack Perry's match, it was like a like a he, what was it called? He's wrestling. He's defending the FTW title, okay, which is a fake title that Taz made in ECW. The, like, oh the, like, shit! Co- yeah, I remember Taz. Yeah, and I remember Taz more as a commentator, as like the color guy after. Yeah, and he than, was uh, he was a wrestler. Uh, well, I mean, he was amazing. Like he was a suplex machine. I that remember was, like, the him whole wrestling with him. Is, but like, by he the was time, so good. yeah, by the time I remember him wrestling, he wasn't like he wasn't a star anymore. He wasn't like main eventing anything. No, but he was really big in ECW, and that's where okay. that belt came from because of some storyline. And he like, it's not like sanctioned, but it's just there every so often when they have matches. But Jack Perry has it, and it's like a street fight. So they there was a car that was involved, and there was a spot where. Jack, either Jack, I think Jack went through the glass in the front and then he did a spot on his opponent, walked up to the camera. It was like real glass, Crimea River, and then continued the match. Oh my God. And apparently, just to, just to t- basically like, you know, fuck you, punk, essentially, which punk has done before. Like, there's recently he talked shit about one of the guys that he got into the fight to with, fight with um, a year or whatever ago. Where he was making fun of him, he's like, you know, the, the something about like Hangman Adam Page, like he's they call him Hangman because all of his toys are still hanging on the shelf and all this stuff. Oh god, just taking shots at at him for no reason, and so then Jack does that. Now there's still like reports on what's going on, like they're still investigating, but from what it all seems, after Jack's match, it was CM Punk's, and Punk got into his face and. More, most of the sources say that Punk threw the first throw, like threw the first punch, uh, and then put like basically got Jack in like a sleeper hold at a certain point. It had to be broken up. They knocked over a bunch of like monitors and gorilla position, which okay. is like where all the production people and yeah. Tony Khan like sits at. Oh shit! And then now the new rumor is after the scuffle was broken up, Tony like got pissed and yelled at him, and he lunged at Tony, Tony. which is his boss. Right, like Tony owns it. Yeah, right. It's just the whole thing. It's so. It's I honestly like. I mean, he's too big for his britches. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? Again, it's like he's from Chicago, and we're supposed to be like, oh, CM Punk's the best. But it's like, fuck this guy. Like, I don't. You got duffed twice. If in you're, the UFC. yeah, you're, you're like, and it's not even that. It's just I like know, you're just... ruining the company. Like yeah. your your childish nature is making things harder for everyone else. And it's not like it's an act, right? Like this guy's really just. No, a, this is just how he's this acting. Is, this yeah. is actual behavior. Yeah, that's disgusting. It is. It's, a, he's it's like unpro- 41, it's isn't it? super unprofessional. And the whole thing, he's supposed to be like, all oh, these kids don't respect their elders. It's like you have to like be a, like an elder and act like one before everyone starts to respect it's you. It's hard to respect you when you act like a bitch. Yeah, it's it's stupid. Yeah. So hopefully he gets fired. Okay. But, I mean, they were all worried because like the pay-per-views in Chicago and everyone's like, oh, the fans are going to riot before, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, Honestly, it might happen. The fans, fans aren't stupid, are no, they? No, no, Chicago fans will take over a show. Like okay. the the like the crowd, if they're displeased with what's happening, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter what's going on in the ring, they're gonna chant whatever they want. 
There's I've I've seen Chicago like yeah. just ruin pay per views with like I'm bored, this is stupid, and then like chants like that the whole crowd's doing, and then they'll start chanting for something else that is not anything to do. It's just that's that sounds pretty annoying to it be is. honest. Okay, yeah, but they're also like one of the most like they're that's, I mean, one of the third biggest market in the country, so. and it's I think they're one of the bigger, if not the biggest, wrestling market. Really? Yeah. I mean, especially when you think about it, like every every one of these shows that that happens sells out within minutes. They fucking like they announced a, the United Center show that Punk was coming back to yeah. sold it out in less than thirty minutes. Damn! A week before it was supposed to happen. The United Center is at least twenty two thousand seats. Yeah, probably more because the ring's a lot smaller. I know for Bulls games and Blackhawks games, it's twenty two thousand. So a wrestling ring is a lot smaller than a basketball court. Well, basketball court's ninety four feet by fifty two feet. It's a ring like twelve by twelve or some shit. Uh, it's probably yes. 24 by 24. Just remembering the ones we've stood in before, I don't think that's 12 feet. But, but we can look it up. I'm trying to figure out what the Bulls' uh, entrance theme was. I know it has that like... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Introducing <laughs> 20 feet by... What? 20 feet? What? 20 feet by 22 feet? It's not a square? It's an oval. Well, no, it's a rectangle. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was in a square. But yeah, like that place sold out on the rumor that CM Punk was coming back. Oh, the rumor. The, That's yeah, crazy. they didn't even announce it. It was just, and like the opening for the show was just the camera panning through the crowd for like maybe 30 seconds, which is a long time television wise. Just chanting his name over and over again until his music actually hit. And then I think that, like, there was a Guinness Book person who was not there but said that, like, if there was a record holder that could verify it, he believed that that would have been the loudest crowd cheer that has, like, been recorded. Like, the the audio clipped when when he came For out. a wrestling match? For, for, for just for him coming out. Like, him his music hitting and then coming out. Oh, it's always going to do that. I thought I could be quick enough, but I couldn't. It's all right. I can edit those out. So people are going to be like, what's happening? Why did it? What? There it is. We should just come out to this. Come on the show to this. Maybe for NBA season. <laughs> yeah, if we wouldn't just get immediately to cease and desist. Let's take what? that chance, because we have not gotten that one time yet. It's not major. I don't know. By the way, I didn't know that. It's by the Alan Parsons Project. Really? Fuck. Yeah. It just re- I know it just goes over and over. It does. I wonder if the song has more. It doesn't. I jumped a minute and a half ahead. (laughs) (laughs) It's because they're still doing the the announcements. Introducing at guard. Number 33. Scotty. 
Pippi. Dennis Rodman's gonna be in. Uh, I saw that. Like when I was waiting for you to get back, yeah. I saw that. I out loud was like, "What the I fuck?" I thought that was a joke, and then I realized it was like I think it was the actual AEW page or something. Yeah. I was like, "Well, okay, this is not a <laughs> this is not a joke." This isn't the first time. Yeah. Rodman wrestled in uh, WCW. Him and Di- him and DDP had a Diamond match page, against against Carl Malone and Hulk Hogan. Woo! I know wrestling is amazing. <laughs> I got really in the other day. I was watching um, the WCW versus WWF when Stone Cold came out and beat the hell out of like fifteen people. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite videos of all time, by far. I love Stone. I, I loved Stone Cold as a kid. I was a Stone Cold Rock guy. Kane too, and then Kane went a little corporate Kane. He's a. I didn't like him once he took the mask off. Honestly, it kind of killed the whole. He became a different guy, and it just kind of killed his whole the whole vibe that made him cool. He uh, became a mayor of a like. Is he from Oklahoma? No, I don't remember what it is. But yeah, he's like it's like a tri county area. But like he's yeah he's like. That's why he stopped wrestling for a long time. Although I love that on his campaign trail. Knox County. That's it. Tennessee. Yep. Uh, on his campaign trail, like when he came out for his announcement thing, they played his music and then he choked, slam a guy through a table. Yep. I was like, that's this good. is that's what exactly needs. what it is. I mean, well, it's either that or you have uh, the minority leader having a stroke on live TV. Well, there's so many, like, hang on, I'll get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many wrestlers that go when it's a politics, though. Like, do you remember Rhino? Yeah, he ran, I liked Rhino. He ran for governor, I think, at a certain point. Of what? I, uh, Mich- something, somewhere in Michigan. I don't think he won, but I know he ran. Governor would have to be of Michigan. Um, but And then you got Jesse Ventura. Old Jesse Ventura. California. Yeah, I ran California for a little bit. That Hogan, what a piece of shit. <laughs> I listen to, like, look up, like, listen to any interview of Jesse Ventura talking about Hulk Hogan. It's usually something bad. He hates him so much. It's, it's, it's incredible. Oh, I, uh, so I don't believe anything he says because. Uh-huh. Hogan's like a chronic liar. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, brother. Me and uh, me and the, me and the Macho Man, we made up before him, brother. Yeah. And made himself a billionaire. Made himself a now, billionaire. Is Vince a ruthless billionaire businessman? Yes. <laughs> but give up my individual individuality or ownership to him. You and Hulk were once good friends. Yeah. What's the All likelihood right. <laughs> of you being repaired? Never. <laughs> no, can't trust him. I don't, I'm not friends with anyone I don't trust. I have to have a trust with someone to be their friend. And uh, he's so fascinating. That added me to Vince when I tried to unionize. Yeah. I found that. Oh, that's very interesting. Uh huh. When Vince was put under sword, and he didn't hesitate at all. Yeah. I told my lawyer. It's very. I mean, it's very interesting. That's. I think that's why. Uh, uh, he ended up leaving. Okay. Man, I gotta. I got a rabbit hole to go down. Right. <laughs> tonight. Holy shit! I didn't know anything about that. That was a ra- that might be around either before or somewhat like during that whole uh, the um uh, the Juicin trial that that they were under. Okay. When Hogan's like, I don't use drugs, brother. 
And then he just... Why is your chest more red than a fire truck? Why do you look so much smaller a month later? Right. <laughs> well, I'm just eating more of my, my carrots, brother. I mean, yeah, but you're also not taking something. Uh, but yeah, Hogan was on Joe Rogan. And Hogan like, and Rogan. Hogan and Rogan. Did it's, you listen to that one? Because I have not yet. It's Hogan and Rogan. I listened to bits and pieces. Like, okay. one, like when he talked about like when Vince was taking over the territories and the death threats that he'd get. Like, heart, like he's told, again, taking everything with a grain of salt. But he was like uh, saying how like when they went to Memphis for the first time, Harley Race, who was the NWA champion, uh, apparently prior to the show starting, broke in with a gun looking for Hogan, and then he tried to set the ring on fire. And he was escorted out by the cops, but was in charge because everybody loves him so much in that territory that he was in. What the fuck? There is apparently another story where him and Macho Man went down to Puerto Rico for a match that Vince wanted him to do, like pushing into more territories. Yeah. After the match, they went back to Macho Man's uh, hotel, which was trashed. And then when Hogan went to his, he said that two guys, one who's still like an active wrestler, were sitting in his room. One of them had a gun. And it was like, if you come back down here, we'll kill you. Oh, my God. It was like... Back, like Vince, I mean, in the 70s, like or late 60s, early 70s, like when Vince bought out his dad's, because Vince's dad owned WWWF. Okay. And then when Vince bought it out, he promised his dad that he wouldn't mess with the territories. But Vince immediately started moving into everybody's spot. And ba- that's why, like, you watch the WWWF didn't used to be the only like yeah it was just a regional thing it was a regional yeah what what where was it regionally uh it was up in new york okay yeah because they were based out of connecticut okay and so there's there was like several different big companies or big promotions that were out there that he eventually steamrolled through and he used like a lot of like like money and power obviously he kind of kind of swayed a lot of television shows to networks to like play his stuff uh and then at uh, once it became syndicated, it just basically it took over everything, and then he just dis- dismantled you know everybody else. Decades and decades of oh, that's kind of sad. It is, yeah. I mean, it was very like for like a lot of like the old school wrestlers, if they didn't like bl- like just go into the the fold, they just got shit canned essentially, okay. and like a lot of people didn't like Vince because of that because they just. Because he killed so many wrestling careers and... And so many companies. Companies, and yeah. Uh-oh. Mothra! Mothra being, strikes again. We're being invaded. Tired of this guy. Get out yeah, of here. Yeah, play the guitar. Do you want to play a song, or do you want to sit down? Yeah, we can play a song if okay. you want. What do you want to play? Um, Man, what did we come up with? Uh, Do you want to do Fall Out Boy right now? That's that Dude, that's funny. That was the one I was going to say. Yeah, we can do some... uh. Some some nobody putting baby in the corner. Nobody puts baby in the bathwater. Oh no! <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Just uh, just jump straight into it. Take it a little sip first. Yeah. You give me a countdown. You choose your uh. About this fast. Yeah. One, two, one, two, three. Take down that chin and kerosene.
And I lay in your bed all day I'll be your best kept secret and your biggest mistake Heavy on this bed and it's better every day Keep quiet, nothing cause it's easy as you can I lay in your bed all day I'll be your best kept secret and your biggest mistake Heavy on this bed and it's better every day Nice! Oh. <laughs> Woo. What is it? I, I keep like, I felt like I was mumbling through that Head, those hand behind li- this pen relives a failure every day. There the, it is. Those lines come so fast that following that, reading the lyrics was really fucking. Oh hard. yeah, that's oh, why I, I, I like double checked, read ahead a little bit. Okay. Because I knew it was gonna fuck me. Yeah, I was. I was always like two lines. Two. Yeah, I was always like two lines behind you. Oh, oh, brother. Oh, brother, brother. Well, yeah. Put the guitar down there. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. I wanted you to get comfortable. Relax, unwind, be merry. Um, I need some unwinding. Yes, sir. It's been a stressful one, it's for been a sure. Week, man, huh? It's been a week, hasn't it? It's been long. It's been sad. It's been filled with debt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the huge, <laughs> the regular American week. Whew. I want to do a follow up really quick. What's up? So last week. We were talking about Lance Bass. We were talking about Lance Bass. He, Shout he, out to Lance Bass. Yeah, because he heard us. Answer my DMs. Took his spot back. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck these guys. He did take his spot back. <coughs> 
But um, that's fine. We're coming. We're coming. Yeah, I mean, I I'm just happy to. I was just happy to to make an appearance. It's been a wild two weeks. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. You're good. You're all good. Because on last week's show, we were talking about naming bands uh, plural. Yes. And then I had made an offhanded comment saying, I don't know if I listen to a single band with a plural name. Yeah. And so I actually dug into that. And I I went through. I didn't know how to do it because it was like, oh, my God, it's Dream Theaters. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) what? So I found one on a technicality and it took me forever. The Mars Volta is plural. How? Mars. But that's how Mars is spelled. They're Volta. But oh, it, like it's, it's the Mars. There's is there an apost- is there an apostrophe in it? Because it would okay. Now I we think, have to look. That's actually no. Because really I point. I think that would be what is that? The apostrophe would be after the S. Like to represent like Mars is. Let me see. Let me see it written out. I think I'm is pre- the Mars Volta good? Get fucked. All right. What <laughs> yeah. is, Get out of yeah. here, Google. Of course they are. Does a bear shit in the woods? No, they come over to my house. And they rummage through everything. Apparently, my coworkers went to the same place in Tennessee that I went to, and okay. instead of having a raccoon problem, they had a bear problem. You know what? <laughs> on on a scale of raccoon to bear, you were probably on the right side of the scale. Man, I'd rather have a bear problem, to be really? honest. Really? Yeah. Now. Just because I've dealt with raccoons before. It's like, I want to try it, see what happens. It was a, it looked like a cub. Like, I saw the video because it was, like, fucking around yeah. outside, so. Most likely, the cub wouldn't fuck with you at all, and you'd yeah. be fine. Now. This has been a hot debate for two weeks All right. among certain circles. Is it really? Yes. Oh, boy. What would win in a fight? All right. A grizzly bear or right. a silverback gorilla? Um, I have gone back and forth myself on this one. I feel like the gorilla just for sheer ability to pivot. Interesting. Okay. That's where I went until I dug down the rabbit hole. Oh, and boy. Just... <laughs> well, I, dude, I went deep. And he's, I realized he's how He's pulling much... out a chalkboard. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, look at all these stats. <laughs> He's got numbers. He's got measurements. The gorilla so, can bench this much weight. The problem is a grizzly bear, the average grizzly bear is about 700 pounds, and the biggest a gorilla gets is about 400. So that is kind of what swayed me away from um, – that is what swayed me from Team Gorilla to Team Bear. <coughs> it's just the sheer size. Like imagine fighting somebody 500 pounds. But strong and muscular, not just great big fat. All right, here's this. So imagine fighting somebody, but instead of your arms being arms, they're like up here by your chest, and I have give you this much range. Like I, I think I, I personally, I think just because like bears, bears don't pivot as hard as easily as gorillas can. I think they do, and they have more of a reach. I don't know. I can see because they're quick. Bears I, are a lot quicker than people think. I don't. I think I can. I'm, I'm picturing like. Just like a nonstop, like like you, they yeah. can like really move around this thing where the bear won't have much chance to do anything. I definitely think a lot of it has to do with the very fact that like, or not the very fact, just how does the fight start? Like, were we to li- line these two animals up in an octagon, the grizzly probably wins. Now, but now if it was a polar bear, that'd be a different story. Really, polar bears are ruthless. And so are grizzlies. No, from from I I, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure the way that the list goes is if you see a brown bear, no, if you see a black bear, you act big. Yes. If you see a brown bear, you play dead. 
Yes. If you see a polar bear, it doesn't matter. Like, they're just aggressive and will fuck you up because they're, okay. they're even more territorial than most bears. That sounds right, so you may be correct. The, I guess the only issue in that debate is why would a gorilla be in the same location as an... Uh, n- why would now a we're gorilla get- be fighting a bear? Now we're getting really into the weeds. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, one thing I did learn, a grizzly bear is a brown bear. Yeah, they're, they're just from different. No, but like people refer to brown bears or grizzly bears. It's the same thing. They're just from different um, parts of the world. Yeah, yeah. One one owns a basketball Are you team. The bear necessities. I am one. Own, <laughs> one owns a basketball team, and the other one steals picnic baskets. <laughs> so, hey, the other thing with the bear is <laughs> what's this ape doing? Boo-boo? It's <laughs> Is it's it got um, the gr- What was the grape ape uh, in the Hanna Barbera's? The Magilla Gorilla? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the only th- other thing is. The only other thing is what? Um, bear's claws are massive. And they're sharp as hell. So if it like. So if it bitch slapped the gorilla, the gorilla would probably die. We have a gorillas have appendages on their hands. Yes, so they could probably punch and actually jump and grab. Like put the bear in a full Nelson. I was just gonna say that theoretically, the bear could put this thing in a chokehold. They start fighting JRs out of nowhere. He's like, put him in the sharpshooter. You got him in the chore. Fuck out. He's coming off the top rope, JR. It's, yeah, exactly. That's true. Uh, gorillas are more apt to the top rope maneuvers. That is true. Like if a bear climbed, uh, excuse me, if a gorilla climbed a tree. Yeah. Or I think the gorilla. He's just like, Ooh, yeah. And oh, just yeah. just one his little finger around, did a big old elbow drop off the top of that tree. Did that the bear swanton no bomb idea. off of a pine tree. Bear had no Absolutely. Idea he wouldn't know what hit him. Well, I must say the bear is probably the king of spears. Like if okay. he gets if he if that gorilla turns around very dazed after taking like a solid you know like elbow to yeah. the face gets a spear from that bear that gorilla is fucked. Yeah. But again, because the gorilla has penages as he's going into the spear, the gorilla can easily reverse that into a cross face. So. <laughs> so it all depends on you. The other thing with the bear is um. The other thing with the bear, though, is... No, 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 I didn't mean the bear. I'm sorry. I meant the gorilla. Yeah. Like, the gorilla would probably be smart enough if they're fighting to, like, pick a boulder up and hit the bear with it. Or, like, rip a branch off of a tree and beat him with it. Or take out his gun. Yes. Also, if we armed the gorilla and gave it an assault rifle... If he transformed into Optimus Primal. Right. If we put the gorilla in, like, in, like, an A36 stealth fighter... Then he's got a shot. Yes. Then we got a different thing going on. Yeah. Then we send the gorilla to Ukraine. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Always got to get political. Tim Dillon did. uh, So when he comes out with his videos, um, he'll like his main segment of his show. He'll use as the thumbnail or not the thumbnail, but like the name of the video. Yeah. And then it'll share that. And I'll get the update. And this week's. All it said was, Taylor Swift could invade Ukraine. And I, and I laughed for like six minutes. No, I agree. I, she, her, she, She's I, crazy, dude. Taylor her, Swift? Her, 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 her fans. Uh, her, well, her fans. So, I don't think all A of her fans are crazy. A subsect of her fans. I think, I think the thing with her is her fan base is so massive that the crazy sect 
That's a higher percentage. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a higher percentage. I mean, yeah, I think every 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 band or vocalist has some sort of like diehard fan like that. Absolutely. Every band, every band, every sport, everything has a subsect of fans that absolutely suck. Yes. I think I That being said, I love Taylor Swift. They could easily really solve any sort of conflict Mm -hmm. that we have to deal with. Yeah. They should be NATO's fighting force. Yeah. Through sheer bullying. Right. <laughs> right. Have you considered bullying the Russians online? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Do it there. Yeah. Put pictures of their ex-boyfriends. <laughs> on... <laughs> Woo. Oh, oh, yeah. Let me pull up that thing that I was reading earlier. Yeah, you said you had you Yeah, said it you was something, something. It was something about, um, and I know you're a space guy, so you might actually know wow. something about this. It was like talking about the ten, a, a possible tenth planet. Oh, how much time do we have? Plenty. We we <laughs> <laughs> we determine that. Let me get the chalkboard back out. Oh God! Oh, he's got a PowerPoint presentation. Oh, absolutely. All set up. I've been waiting my whole life. Oh, he's blowing up the little Astro Dome. That oh, that was those? a really good idea. Do you remember those things? I mean, it is a good idea. Yeah. But at the Star Labs, do you did you have those at school? Yes. Like the big domes that you play, look at the constellations yep. and shit. Anyway, um, so I something I, I can't remember like what I was listening to when they were talking about this, but they mentioned how um, outside there's the whatever that tell me the names. It's the asteroid belt that's outside of Pluto. That it's called pers- the asteroid belt. Is that? Yeah. No, no, no well, not, it's the Kuiper belt. The asteroid belt is, is, is the between one in, Mars and Jupiter. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's apparently they found like a gravitational mass on the in- inside of that. They've been studying a mathematical gravitational mass far beyond Pluto for years. It, it could account for why Pluto's um, pole is so far away. Or it's 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 um its rotation around the sun is very strange. Oh, because it's <clears throat> may, might be getting caught in that other thing. Exactly. And there's just there's this gravitational pull out there, and if you and I I don't understand the in-depth mathematics of it, but if you if you do the math the mathematical calculation for like gravitational force, it kind of leaves the opening for a tenth planet somewhere out within our solar system. It's a space station. It could it could also be a space station. We well, could be being invaded. That was the other thing I read. We can go. We can keep talking about this though. It is interesting because I think they talked about that's why there's some of like some asteroids that have hit Earth, like some of the trajectory comes from that. Yes. With the theory that whatever is inside, it's actually it's its gravity is actually launching those at like the asteroids out. The only thing is, it would only be able to do that and launch it back if Jupiter was on the other side of wherever it's at because Jupiter's gravitational force is so strong that it would throw it back out. Because Jupiter is so massive. Jupiter's, there's actually, here's here's a fun theory. Uh, Jupiter's a failed star. Yeah. This, our solar system had things shaken out differently. Could have been a multi, uh, two-sun system. Oh. And Jupiter just, it just stopped. It just didn't grow. But it has all didn't, the didn't finish college exactly. It it was a college wrap up. It's like ma ma. I'm investing in NFTs and right. <laughs> mom. I bought a picture with a monkey on it for a million dollars. Like you go stand in the back. Right. Of the Guess line. what? You don't get to be a star anymore. You don't get to be a star anymore. Fuck off, George. Its original <laughs> name was George. <laughs> Jupiter's original name. It was named after King George when of they discovered course. it. Of course. Yeah. Everything else was named after George. 
Um, I think it's <laughs> the Greek version. Oh no, the Roman version of a Greek god. Uh, like I the think, Greek god, yeah, like Zeus. No, but then it's the Roman gods. They had um, oh, like uh, okay, yeah. They they had a like they all had a counterpart, and all of these planets are named after them. Or not all the all the planets at the time were named after yeah. them, and then Jupiter was discovered in like the fifteen hundred or seventeen hundreds, and it was named George. Okay. Um, the other thing, and I, I I did research and couldn't really find a lot about it. Um, I was listening to uh Markiplier's podcast. It was like an old episode. Okay, and um they brought up uh, he brought up something that was it was like very hearsay that he he heard from somebody who like works with some of the, like the NASA people and all the other shit that like during the cold war uh nuclear silos basically in America and in Russia somewhat simultaneously received messages that for lack of better terms were basically like what are you doing yeah when, and essentially, like, like why are why do you have these weapons kind of thing? There are tons of... There's a lot behind that. We really didn't have many UFO sightings until after we dropped the nuclear bomb on Japan. Really? Yeah, like, the first real sighted um, UFO sighting was Rosalind, and that was 1947 or 9. And that's why, it, you know... The, the 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 gist of the theory is once we launched the nuclear weapon, they were like, "Wait, the, these gorillas can fire fucking nuclear <laughs> weapons yeah. now. We got to <laughs> see what's going on here." And if you like, a lot of the who always discovers these um, UFO sightings, like the fucking Navy or yeah. around different military bases. Have you seen that video of the that they released of the the weird like cylindrical thing? That- the Tic Tac. Yeah. Yes. Where it like it it like hovered and then it like moved very like fluidly through. Yes, and it drops out of the sky in like a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've listened to the the guy who saw that, David Fravor. He mm-hmm. was uh, an Air Force pilot. I've listened to him talk about that several times. Actually, interesting. I do. I do. <laughs> I mean, it was bound to happen. I'm sure the technology mm-hmm. like really pushed it forward to where like the government's like, yeah, we don't know what these things are. They're Un- they are this it is an un- we it is unidentifiable it is a flying object so i want to believe <laughs> however the more the government talks about it the more i don't believe it the more i'm starting to think some of these things we're seeing are actually american warplanes this is our shit well, I I was always it. kind of under the assumption. I'm sure this is like a theory that like the reason that in like television and movies that aliens ha- all have a similar sort of look to it is that's essentially like it's basically just des- desensitizing us because it's like this is what they kind of look like. We know it. So then when we see it, it's not as like alarming. That's a very it's very interesting that. Every time you've seen, so like there are a lot of different like documented UFO sightings and every documented or not UFO sighting. There are, but there's also documented, documented like encounters with aliens. And every time we have that, the description of what the alien looks like is kind of the same. Yeah. Even if you go back to like ancient hieroglyphs and like pictures drawn on caves and then there are things 
as early as recently as like the 1990s, there's this story about like a UFO landing in a, at a school in Africa, and these two aliens getting out and walking around, and all the kids describe it the way you would describe an alien if I asked you to describe it to yeah. me right now. Yeah, it's like look, look. they exist somewhere. The, there are billions of planets upon billions of stars within the galaxy, and there are billions of galaxies. Yeah. Somebody else is out there. To think we're the only ones here is arrogant, barbaric, and unbelievable. And, you know, he brought up uh, he brought up on that podcast, too, that I thought was interesting, where it's like it doesn't necessarily, like, because th- even mean that, like, right now they're out there because the universe is, so, is always expanding. Mm-hmm. So, like... You know, we might not even be around for this other species that's there to evolve enough to be able to come out and see what we're doing kind right. of thing. Or if they're looking at, at us right now, if they're, I don't know, if they're a million light years away, which is not, which is pretty close relatively in space. Like, the, I think the next space, the next closest the star to us is four million light years or something. These are the voyages um, of the Starship Enterprise. Yeah, but... um. So, like, if they're looking at us right now through a telescope that they can see through that much space, they're not seeing us do the podcast. Of course, they should. They should. They should right. also subscribe on Spotify. And if you're Apple an alien Podcasts, out there listening right now, wherever you, email you get your podcast at astrovertmedia at gmail dot com. I think your email addresses coincide. They also use Google, right? <laughs> right now, wait till that email. Wait till you get that notification. But you, like, know what? you get it tonight. You, know, you don't get to. it when the episode comes out. If you look on the on the uh, the Spotify for podcasters uh, homepage on the on like desktop, mm-hmm. you can zoom out far enough when it comes to like where your audience is to look. It shows you the planets. Like it shows like Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. Yeah. Like goes through it. I can't wait for that one time where it's like point one percent on like. Mars, and you're like, what? M A R S. We are the top charting po- podcast on Mars. On Mars, I was a little off on the distance. Um, Proxima Centauri is the closest star, and it's four point two light, mi- four point two light years away from Earth. Is that a prog band? Alpha Cent- or Proxima Centauri? <laughs> no, but we're gonna write the song. That'll be the prog song that we write. Absolutely, my twenty-seven minute song. Yeah, it'll be like a Viz- uh, Gorgira yes. or a Vizier. How do you, I don't know how to you say, say it. it? Dream Theater. Thank you. <laughs> you say it, Dream Theater. I can't shred enough to, for to write a You'll Dream Theater fine. song. You'll You'll figure it out. No, I can't shred enough to do a Dream Theater song, but I could probably do like a Tesseract song. We could, yeah, we can negotiate. Doesn't <laughs> have to be, he doesn't shred. Like he's very yes, he melodic does. too. Yes. Yeah. It's still shreddy you melodically. Could, <laughs> you could do the melodic stuff. <laughs> I believe in you. Yeah, you don't have to do that. Plenty of song. I, I'll bring you plenty of songs where he does not just go off and shred. Now, the keyboard part's going to be a bit of a problem. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. We'll figure that out. <laughs> uh, I'm going to grab my drink. For you sure. Wanna, you want to freestyle while I'm gone? I can try to. Um, well, my name is Jake, and I'm here to say. No, while Mike's gone, I'm going to talk about college football. I'm going to get my two minutes of college football oh, in. Because um, week one, the big week, has gotten off in tremendous fashion with Utah and Florida and then Nebraska playing Minnesota. Uh, Utah beat the hell out of Florida. Florida's probably a dead program, and they're probably going to finish last in the SEC, so there will be riots in Gainesville. Um, Wanted to drop my – so this is a little unfair because I did already get to watch Utah play, but I did write down my playoff 
uh, my kind of playoff guesses before I watched the game, and I did not change them, just to be fair. So to be on record. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Thank you. The uh, What I think the college playoff is going to end up being this year in the last four-team format is I don't have an order, by the way. It's it's usually one, one plays four, two plays three. I'm not going to guess that. That's not even worth it. Yeah, it was good, actually. I was very <laughs> proud of you. And thank you for debuting the, the Djembe. There's so many new toys. Yeah, I bought like seven different uh, pieces of percussion just to have some fun. I wish the pod could see how tiny this bongo is. Those, those the baby bongos? <laughs> those sound so cool. <laughs> do pop do do pop do. This is so fun. Absolutely. This is like it's a it's a it's a bongo set for like a Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in no particular order, LSU, Florida State, Utah, and I tried like hell to not be a homer, but Ohio State will be in the playoff. Get fucked. They've returned every starter on offense but the quarterback and almost every starter on defense. A homer? Yes. It would be like, I've been wearing something with Ohio State on my clothes every day this week. Of course I like them. So who do you think I would pick to be in the playoff? The team I root for probably? Michigan. No, you'll be asked to leave the show (laughs) if you ever say that again. I don't even know what that means. Ohio State and Michigan is the biggest rivalry in sports. Yeah? Yeah, they hate each other. Like, it's it's it is like I'm I'm trying to think of a rivalry you would Oh, like you like the Rock and Stone Cold in the really late nineties. Okay. Like ninety eight to one ish, or like the Rock and Triple H. How much do they really hate each other? Yes. Oh my god. Mm. It's dude, it's it's gnarly. Like Ohio State, I don't even really I won't even really say the word Michigan much. They're referred to as the team up north. We don't say the word Michigan. In fact, going forward until the end of the college football playoff, we do not use the M word on this on this podcast, and I will bleep it out every time. I'll say uh, Michelin. You could say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say Michelin. Michelin tires. I really like that Djembe. I can't wait to use it. I have an idea. I have a ton of ideas in one of the Brother Violet songs. Um. I don't know where I'd use it for us yet, but there's there uh, there there are thoughts festering. It hasn't been written yet, so that's okay. You're probably right. I don't think any of the current songs. This is again. Need. This is like the fact that we have this will give me a better idea of okay. what to write. I also I, have an idea for a couple covers. Like I want to do drum covers. I have a couple ideas for songs I'm going to do with just like percuss percussion. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. Uh, Thank you for indulging. I can't tell you while you were talking about football. Shit. Maybe that's the segment. I talk about college football for two to three minutes, and you just play. You just play the djembe. I'll make a little beat out of it. Two forty-two. Two forty-two. Whatever they yell in football. They just yell a weird cadence. Every quarterback's got their own. What's the number and the color mean? I'm assuming it has something to do with... Honestly, it means nothing. But nothing? No. Uh, why it don't usually... they have fun with that? Some They do. Some 
Quarterbacks will say wild shit sometimes. It just doesn't make Aaron Rodgers is actually really funny. There was a clip of him the other day, and it was just in a practice, but uh, the linebacker comes up into the box, and he shows blitz, which means he comes up basically to the line and looks like he's going to rush the quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers points at, it, at him and goes, you're not coming back up. And then he back, and he, he was right. Like he, he didn't blitz. He dropped back into coverage. Interesting. Brilliant NFL quarterbacks are is an art form to watch. It is it is an intellectual chess match, and it is a blessing to watch it every day. College quarterbacks are good too; they're very good at it. But that's more athleticism. Like in college, it's the better athletes kind of win. Whereas in the NFL, they're all that ath- they're all that same athlete. It's driving me crazy that I can't remember what I wanted to talk about. Oh, the thing when you came over, you said I read something, or did we just do that with the Space. No, it was a space thing. Okay. There was something else that I wanted to bring up, but well, that's tragic. It'll it'll come back to me at some point. Maybe I'll I'll come across it. Um. Oh my god, a bunch of hogwash. Can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. It's a bunch of hogwash. Is what I, it is. Because again, I don't, I don't, I need to start just writing these things down. Because there's plenty of times during the week when I'll just think of something stupid. And be like, oh, we should talk about this. And then I just don't. You just forget it. <laughs> That's why I do. I need to do the same thing with my thoughts that I do with guitar. When I like, I'll just turn on the recording thing and okay. start playing. Because because it always happens. I'll think of something. Or well, if I'm at home, I'll play it. If I'm at if I'm like working or I'm out and I cut and I think of like a cool guitar part or a cool melody or something, I'll just hit the record button and I'll start and singing it. it into it because I know. That in my head, I'm like, oh, I have to remember this. And then I don't. And it just never sounds the same afterwards. So what I do is if I come up with something, I have two. I've kind of uh, it's a multi-system. I'm a multi-system quarterback. I'm a multi-system. And um, if I read something on Instagram that I really want to talk to you, talk about, I'll save it in my saved files. And then I'll put an alarm in my phone that'll say, like, that topic you do love alarms. Slash, I love it. it. It dude it helps me so much. Slash Instagram, so then I'll know to go back to that and really read into it, and then be able to talk to you about it. That's a lot. That's a lot better than what I do when I just type like a thought of what I have in the moment. Okay, but no descriptor about it. Like when I that that commercial, the the Jared commercial. Yes. All I typed in was like stupid emotional ring commercial. And I'm like supposed to remember you're supposed like to understand what this, how you're yeah. supposed to do that. Like, no, that's what crazy. are you talking about, past Mike? <clears throat> but I used to do that too, and then I I kind of developed the system to where I do that, and then if I get another idea or if somebody's talking to me, I will then put an alarm in my phone, and these alarms are timed off to when I know I'm gonna be home in front of my notebook because every night I sit down and kind of like make my notes from the day and then for the next day for all the shit I have to do. Yeah, and it just keeps it. Really what it does more than keeps my head organized is it keeps my head clear. I don't try to remember anything. I just carry the notebook around and I look at it. So then a couple nights before we schedule the podcast, I will sit out and write everything out and be like, this is what I meant by this. And then so when I when I want to talk about it, I look at it before the show and I'm like, okay, I know everything I want to go through. Okay. See, yeah. That, yeah, that's what I need to start doing. Need to get, like, it's hard physical. though. And physical writing. Dude, there's still tons of stuff I miss every week, all the time. But when you get, and you know, you're doing, you're going work to lessons, to life shit, to whatever else you got going on. Like, yeah. of course you're going to miss beats. The editing the podcast you do every week, preparing the music for the show. 
you know, you're going to Kyle. Well, I mean, I know you haven't gone to Kyle's lately, but that's because he's doing the thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Actually, man, I, I kind of, I, I know we started a little late today. I was going to suggest if we didn't, that maybe we can go over there afterwards, but I think it's too late at this point. Is it? Oh, maybe. Man. I can always text him, but I mean, it's already nine o'clock. But it is a Friday. Yeah. So let's. I'll just. I'll just go ahead and do it. We'll oh, see what sh- happens. Sh- I, sh- I, sh- I want you to at least see what the. Yeah. The the place looks like. So. That would be pretty rad. Pretty I rad. I'm so I I think I'm gonna. I you know what I have Monday off. We have because of Labor Day. So I um maybe I'll go in on Monday. I am not off at all. Oh, that sucks. What right. time do you work? Till. I'm going in very early, so I can, I can. I will just leave early if you want to go over there. But Clemson does play Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Clemson does play Duke. Right. Um. <clears throat> oh, I can. Let's. Uh, well, if you want to, I mean, if you want to join for that Tenacious D song, it's pretty short. Yeah, the minute long. The minute by the time you're one. ready, I'm going to. By the time I'm ready, you're going to be done. Yeah, I'll just. Try, yeah, here you go. Oh, Grab it's got a handle. Oh, there you go. I'm wondering why it was so thick right there. I am very pleased with this purchase. This that this is djembe. Nice. Yeah, really I'm very nice. happy with it. I, I, I that, I'm excited to write things to have a djembe in it, or just like all of it. Oops, sorry. Oh. What? I didn't. I didn't know if it was if the bottom was solid or hollow, and it's hollow, so we could stick a mic up it. Oh. That would be weird when you're if you're holding it though, wouldn't it? It'll take some teetering with, but it can work. Unless you put like a lapel mic, kind of like hook it on the bottom. That's smart. That's really smart. All right. Or if I just do this. Oh yeah, that would work too. Right. song because of how short it is i can see why that in like almost every it's like not necessarily my not necessarily my favorite tenacious d song but it is hilarious my i i will say and that i i don't know if this is blaspheme in the realm of the d 
but there's a small part of me that wished that Pick a Destiny wasn't like a um, soundtrack and it was an actual album. Even if they would have just recorded it separately and yes. done that too? No, yes. I, I mean, I like, I love the movie. I love the movie, even though technically, by movie standards, it's not a good movie. But it, I don't think it's supposed to be. It's a, yeah, it's the right. D. It's, it's, like, uh, yeah. it's like half baked. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just like I, I still remember the day I got because I bought like the special edition album of the the of the Pick of Destiny came in this cool box that had like a thick ass Pick of Destiny in it that I've had for a very long time. But then when I started listening to it, it was like there there were certain songs that were just like the interludes to the acts that they have in the actual movie. Because there's like a few, there's like a training like song that's like 20 seconds long that has like a little animation to it, and those were all in it. And I was like, I was not expecting that. So like, like when it started out with Kickapoo was great because I love that song is fantastic. Um, but yeah, and it, I think it's the same. I it's the same thing with um, what was that album called? Apocalypto. Which is their most recent album? Okay, it be it was like a uh, uh, a concept album about like humans going to space, and they're like the last humans on Earth, and they're just like sleeping with aliens, and like the the world is ending, and they're trying to stop it by like or something like that. Sleeping with it's aliens. a lot of sex stuff, and yeah, and like but like the, it's I, a lot of sex it's stuff. A lot of sex stuff. Uh, but the um, there's a few good songs on it. But okay. as a whole, I I personally didn't like the album that much because I I liked Rise of the, their self titled and Rise of the Phoenix where it was just like individual songs, and obviously I can't like kudos to anybody that. trying to write a concept album. Obviously, it just wasn't my cup of tea as I was listening to it. But that's why that kind of leads me into what I'm excited if they're because they are talking about writing a new album. And if this pattern keeps going, this new album is going to be sick. And hopefully, it's all singles and not a, not a concept. Well, I think because I'm pretty sure that video game song is Bowser, or not? It's not called no, Bowser. No, the one that, that don't play video no games, games no more. more. Yeah, don't that play one. Vid- I'm pretty is sure it's going to be on it. Oh, I didn't know that was that new. Shit. Yeah, we sang that like two or three months ago. No, but I didn't know the song itself was new. I knew we we sung it very recently. Like the day we sung it, it came out. It came out that week. Oh, good for us! Yeah, we debuted. Oh, <laughs> <it. laughs> well, good for us! Look at us staying on topic. Look at us winning. Yes. Um, there was something I want to talk about with Kyle. Um, yeah. Uh, if we go in there during Labor Day on mm-hmm. Labor Day, um, when I go in there, I'm gonna uh bring because i have a, a drum kit at my parents that they're like it was like tech it's technically my brother danny's and then it got passed down to my sister and then she's not using it anymore and it's just like in the garage and okay. they're like, do you want it and i was like yeah that's perfect because i can just put it at kyle's yeah so um if you come over we can at least i, I mean obviously it's not gonna be your drum set but we can fuck around a little bit kind of test out the uh the soundproofing aspect i don't know if that wall is ready that he was that i was talking okay. about but for the most part like the whole room is already soundproof so nice yeah I, i'm gonna have to do a little bit of a rethinking on the drum set it's gonna have to get some uh a good deal smaller yeah 
Yeah, to keep help, it a yeah. little ergonomic, a little more ergonomic for the back. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. And now I also meant to bring up too. Could you could you get a throne that is like? Do they make thrones specific for stuff like that? I have it. I have like. I mean, I guess I could try other thrones, but I bought the best reviewed throne I could find on the internet, and it was kind of expensive. I and and I I would say you probably found the best one. Yeah, but is it the best one for like back problems? It, it, it is the one that most drummers who play really long sets use. Like I know, for instance, when Mike Portnoy was playing three hours every night, this was the throne he used. You should see if there's one for like lumbar support or like lower back kind of support. Yeah, you're absolutely it, right. Because I, I know there's I, some that have like a backing to it to where you can put your back on it, and that's really what I need. Is yeah. I need that constant reminder to keep my your to back keep straight. my back straight. Thank yeah. you. Because I was going to say keep my back back. Hey. Well, that's what um, because uh, that's what I was saying. Like I'm sure they can like it, I'm sure it's super comfortable sitting on those for like long periods of time. But then they probably also don't have problems with their backs as much. To where they would need something like to where it essentially fixed their posture. I used I, well. I also went off Mike because I knew he had back problems. Mm. He t- he had talked about it. So, but I mean, dude, if you're talking about a drummer, you can assume they have back problems. It's just it's such an unnatural position, and it's not. You know what sucks is in the same week I pulled a mu- muscle in my neck. So this oh is really? Kinda, yeah. So this is on fire, Ugh. and the lower back's on fire. And the muscle in my neck was messing. It's like when you pull a muscle in your I, have you have you pulled a muscle in your neck? I assume you have because my neck. Yeah. yeah, I mean I've slept on it weird. If that's if yeah, that, when you if that's and it just feels like it feels like you're being stabbed for a few days. Yeah, yeah. It also like f's with your eyes and like just because you're messing kind of with a nerve, so you're, it just messes with everything up in your head. It's kind of crazy. The um, I was so dizzy the other day. Yeah. Yeah, it was cr- it was Ooh. nuts. Yeah. I I've not see the the one thing that I need to um uh work on is uh what was it called? My my lower well I I do have problems with my with my lower back, but a lot of it is just my sciatica. So I need to cuz I when I was working at the grocery store years ago. Yeah. Um I I remember the day cuz I had to leave cuz I like I almost crawled my way to the back room because i was just 50 pound bags of potatoes grabbing Chuck. throwing them grabbing throwing, and it just i i didn't i didn't let go in time and the momentum just sort of took me and my legs just fucking gave out and every so often i can still feel it yeah. i think a lot of it's because i've been trying to like not drive with my wallet in my back pocket because that's can, something i stopped because i can feel i can feel that like the weird like it, my leg just gets sore. As I've I'm heard science there. on both sides of that, by the way. Yeah, I've heard some people say it is incredibly bad for you, and I've heard other people say it doesn't matter at all. Well, I'm not. And s- I understand, like I understand the it doesn't matter at all argument because it's such a tiny thing, and your body's so much bigger than it. But like I know it bothers me. However. I have a bad back. Yeah. So anything really affecting my back is kind of going to bother it. I think the idea, like, because it's, a, I'm pretty sure the idea is like, you're you na- unnatural, like unknowingly are sitting and putting pressure on on one, one side. side because yeah. of the sitting there. So I don't know. I just need to I need to work on my core or work out in general, but like definitely that one. Dude, if you stretch your spine when you wake up. 
just for five or ten. If like for now, until you get your time to do, yeah, the big shit. Get get some stretches. Get your back. Um, the, like what I'm learning in physical therapy is you need to work on bending your back backwards because it's resetting where those because. Most of us are hunched over more, yeah. So you're bending the what would be the front side of your disc. So you have to like counterbalance it by all all of the work exercises and stretches I have to do involve my spine going for those of you who can't see the show kind of going back. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like I I feel like I do stand up taller. That's something else I've been trying to do lately. Is like I realize how much I actually kind of stand hunched over. So when I stand up now, or even when I sit in a chair, I am really paying attention to posture. Because yeah. when I'm playing the drums or when I'm playing the sitting on the cajon, I really there's. And I was explaining this to my physical therapist on Wednesday. There is no good way to sit on the cajon that is going to be good for my lower back. There's just mathematics. There's got to be something we could do to to figure this out. Honestly, like I, I, maybe, but I just here's okay. Why don't we let's let's rig like you know the clappers. The, like toy clappers, yeah. We'll rig something up to a pedal, okay. So the clapper will slap the top part for the where the snare is, and then you'll have an actual bass pedal. Oh, they make a pedal. Oh, okay. Yeah, to where I could put the I could put the kick. I, I would put it would hit the bass part, and I would use my foot, and then I could sit up more straight and hit the snare part. They make that. You Actually, that would be really cool to have because then my other hand could be using one of these um, hand percussion instruments. That's true. I mean, we could also we can do like the uh, yeah the shaker. Can go the Munford route and get you like a like a twelve inch bass drum. I could probably flip over a tom and just just have that. Yeah, just something. I don't, oh, you, I, you you've met the bass gong before. That's also meant. I to, love that thing. That's also meant to flip on it uh, vertically and use as a kick drum. I love I love that name. Yeah, the bass the, gong. The bass gong. So, um, the other reason I have to kind of. Uh, redo the drum set a little is because Brother Violet's going to start playing shows soon. So, Stoked. yeah, so I obviously can't bring that fucking thing out. Uh, do it, sad. Is there any word on Brother Violet's uh, album stuff? Is there going to be any singles coming up soon? We are rec- finishing vocals. I believe all of the dates are this week. Nice. Maybe they bleed into the next week a little. Um, Nick and I are working on... Um, vocals now uh, i actually have to send him a bunch of ideas on one of the songs um but most of them are ready to go and they're i think like i think our first date is the seventh so thursday but is when you're going up there uh i know nick's going up there i don't know when i'm going up there we're, we're still we're still coordinating that but gotcha yeah but vocal vocally that's where we're at and that's all we have to do vocals and then simon's got to master it fuck yeah dude but Simon does such a good job at, like, keeping it mixed as he goes that, like, there's a little mixing that has to be done with the tracks, but it's nothing crazy. Like, they sound all right. So to get them from all right to great, it's I don't think it's going to be a, a very a smart long idea. mixing process. Yeah, he was explaining... I thought he was explaining it when we went to him, but I guess it might have been the last time I did Brother Violet drums with him. And he was explaining, if I just do it right now, I really don't have to think about it when I get to your mixing part. I say it every time we talk about him, but I love Simon. I love Simon. He's so fun. He'll and be on soon. I know. Yeah. I I, li- I, I was listening to his uh, his band, guitar the pedal? Tunnel Le- of Reverb. Lettering or the other one? 
the other one. Oh, the one I was telling you about. Yeah. Okay. This is really good. Yeah. It's really enjoyable. It is. I mean, it's very. It's good. Ba- it's good background music. It's for great really falling anything. asleep. Oh, really? Yeah. I always use the. Not. I yeah. I use it a lot to fall asleep. Well, I'm also psychotic, and yes. I really enjoy the. I really enjoy music that puts me. That makes me think I'm in an indie movie, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah. Where I have those. I, I that's partially one of the reasons why I love the winner so much, because it's depressing and sad, like an indie movie. <laughs> That's not it at all. <laughs> I don't think it's that depressing. It's cold, yeah, but like. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have a song tonight that involves a clave. <laughs> I know. But I mean, like, I, lo- I, I, I really enjoy um, <clears throat> being able to go outside and, like, go for a walk when it's, like, it's snowing, but, like, not, like, windy. But just like heavy like snow, nice thirty to thirty-five degrees. But the snow's coming down pretty nice. Yeah, I, even if it's heavy, about. like it doesn't. But yeah. just like, but like having, like having that happen, and like popping in my headphones, and then just blasting like Yvette Young, blasting the Astrovert podcast. No, no, oh. that's <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the transitional scene where you start okay. to hear the radio station go through. But yeah, like Yvette Young, like the soundtrack from her has like really beautiful piano stuff, and just shit like that, like. I don't know. Like I said, I'm psychotic, and it really helps kind of like put me out of that, like, uh, just put me out of my head. Because then it's essentially it's like I'm almost viewing myself in third person. Like I'm not like I like any sort of issues that I have. It's not on me. You're looking at Mike. I'm looking at this character. Yeah. The way I handle that is I when when I'm really trying to delve deep into a problem, I will refer to myself as you. I will no. I like. I will talk. Oh, I, to, I will me. talk about my problems. Say like, okay, you are going through this right now because it helps me to give myself like to take my own advice. If like, like if you were to come to me with a problem, I would tell you a way to handle it. But if I had the same problem, I would not be as logical. So to counterbalance that. I kind of will, if, if I really got to solve something, I'll kind of sit down and be like, okay, you are going through this. You're what should a you do? conversation with yourself. Absolutely, yeah. Schizophrenia 101. Both both of us could be diagnosed today. Well, and that's funny because I... It way, is funny. The way I think of it is, is like a lot of that is my favorite. I love, I mean, you know I love movies. Yes. And a lot of it is I love, I love deconstructing narratives where like... And as I'm watching it too, I've been I've been told that sometimes it's kind of frustrating watching movies with me because I do talk out loud. And I'm like, oh, this part is coming up. If this is like this, then the, and naturally this will lead into mm-hmm. like just kind of like breaking down scenes. Yeah, how people's expressions are like when it comes to like different moments and stuff like that. Like they're reacting this way, so this is probably what they think is going to happen. And if the character in the show thinks this is going to happen. Of course, yeah, and even even down to like a fundamental, like even not even down to like the characters, like it could be like the setting, the music, how the cameras, the camera angles, the key of the song, yeah, yeah, like that, like that, that it's interesting. I take that idea when when I talk about like you know being in an indie movie kind of thing, because usually when that's happening is I am in a position where it's like I'm sort of trying to figure myself out, so it's almost like an easier way for me if I'm thinking of it like that, where it's like, oh, if this this is what's happening with this person, like, 
narratively, this is the right choice that would, you know, if that, like I said, I don't know if that makes any sense. Oh, but, dude, it makes perfect sense. But yeah, there's some there's some really good, uh, really good music for that. Like I said, like, really, it's it indie. When I say indie movie, it also it's indie music too. Okay. Like any sort of like, like, guitar, like guitar heavy, like but clean guitar kind of things. So like folklore or Evermore. That would be good, but too expensive, so that probably wouldn't be used. Too expensive. <laughs> But like, I mean, even something like Death, like older Death Cab, uh, Yvette Young, I I really enjoy. I actually think I have like a little playlist that is perfect for that. Let me figure. Let me find that really quick. Also, I don't, I, I don't I can't remember if we you talked mean about Young this song. I don't know what she sounds like. Um, go to her acoustic album. Okay. I do not. What was the name? I'm sorry, I have you two up. I don't have Spotify up. Oh yeah, give me give me yeah, a second. Yeah, 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 you're good. Uh, I think the song is oh, do do do. Uh, either the tide or a map, a string, a light. It's very like tap. Ugh, losing my headphones. Very like tap heavy. Uh, That's me. Acoustic parts. Yeah, this this shit is okay. I can totally see why you listen to this. I wanna, but man, I but like I say, it's like shit like this. Like, picture this song. It's you know the middle the middle of like January, and oh, this is this live. Yeah, this is her doing a video. I fucking love this song so much. Yeah, I think this her is voice is freaking awesome, dude. Yeah, I really like. I, I really, really like her. Yeah. so good. Um, yeah, there's stuff like this. Like, there's, there's, there's other bands that you can probably pull from with like the same kind of like the 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 song itself has the, has atmosphere to it. Yeah, that adds it's to got the a gro- uh, not a groove, but like yeah. a feeling and you an know ambiance. Who's, you know who's a really good at the uh, Bill Lawrence, the guy that the showrunner for like Scrubs and Ted Lasso. Yeah, uh, his wife, uh, who is do you remember the girl from the Drew Carey show? She was also in Scrubs. She was also in Cougar Town. Her name is like Christina. Oh my goodness, I cannot remember her last name. I know, I feel like if you've seen any of those shows that I've just listed, you would have seen, know the character I'm talking about. In Scrubs, she's Dr. Cox's wife. I'm going to look at, I I think I know who you're talking about, but I want to confirm. But yeah. Christina Miller? Yes. Okay. Um, I think oh, yeah, 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 I recognize her. Yep. Yep. Uh... She, I'm pretty sure, is the the music director, the music advisor for a, a lot of the shows. Okay. And, like, all of those shows have perfect timing when it comes to getting the right song for the right setting. And it's important, man. It's so important. Like, I think, I feel like, I mean, I, and I feel like it might be taken for granted sometimes because music, because it's kind of just everywhere. But, like, there's, there's, there's certain, like, scenes in movies or TV shows that if you have like just the right track or just the right song that's going behind what's happening, it just makes that that scene so much more emotional. Music. We were talking about this. I we were talking about this last episode, like with uh, Lord of the Rings. Like, just the music can take 
It's music just, can it's take an okay movie and make it yeah. great, and a great movie and make it absolutely legendary. For the same reason, I think Lord of the Rings is so elite. Is why I think Game of Thrones is so elite because all of the music is so like. It's so perfect for the tone that they're trying to deliver at the time for each of the different like houses or characters that it just it, it, it is it goes of like e- each of those houses is so tied to their musical themes and they weave it in so perfectly. It's almost like a musical in many ways. Those would be some cool songs to throw uh do some drum videos on with all the acoustic or not all the acoustic but all the hand drums. All drums are acoustic. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I and like I said, like I said before, I do want to learn, uh, get in a classical guitar and learn some of those. Like I, I would love to learn the Shire on on acoustic, like the Shire music, Shire oh, and piano. It's, we're gonna make it a winter project. That'd be so much. Throw fun. it up there. I'm gonna put it down. I'm gonna put it down. Right I write everything down write it on the board. Oh, we got it. Well, yeah, our board is now a spiral notebook. We can get a board when the when the video cast starts. That's another reason why I need to start working on my core. Because after that, after that test footage shit that we did, I was like, "Oh, if we're gonna be on video, I need to look better." <laughs> you know what I've started doing? I've started like when I'm looking at whether or not I want to buy a piece of clothing, I start thinking, "How would this look on camera?" Because <laughs> I know, like, like wearing blacks is yeah. not good on camera. You're not supposed to because it like actually takes away from the light that's supposed to be like shining on you it does so and that's like my entire wardrobe right. it's that because it's slimming but it's slimming in real life not <laughs> i don't allow myself to buy black t sh- black buy black clothes anymore no i'll buy black pants i like those i love joggers but i will not allow myself to buy black t-shirts anymore because i just have so many that they all have to be colorful and they all have to be light because i also like in addition to black i have several dark grays several like Dark blues. Yeah. So it's like these have got to be light. See, I have a bunch of different like colored shirts, but every time I put it on, I just look at myself. I'm like, I don't like what I see. But None I of us back. are looking at you this, the way you're looking at you. I know. We <laughs> all think you're beautiful. <laughs> oh, how long have we been talking? Not long enough. Oh, I should go jog around the block for four minutes. I've been standing for like 45 minutes. <laughs> No, I mean that oh. I, my watch is as I've I still have four minutes of working out to do. Tell Steve, which still doesn't off. make any sense because I've burned like twelve hundred calories today, but I still tell Tim Apple to relax. Tim Apple, you gotta, yeah. it's gotta calm down. I can't do it. I can't even really That's do right. it. Like I don't want to. I Why would I it? want to? I would love to learn the Joe Biden isms though. Oh, I could do those for hours. Those are funny. Wait till Sunday. <laughs> Terry and I could do the whole draft in Joe Biden isms. I hope so. So and real, we too can fall down real, several times. Real mean, mean Mister. I think we got to talk about these old people. Wait, running yeah, the country. That's right. You said something. Yeah. Someone had a stroke today yeah. on TV. Uh, Mitch McConnell keeps forgetting where he's at. Whoa. All right. <laughs> two times in the last forty days, in <coughs> interviews, Mitch McConnell has frozen for fifteen to thirty seconds, and just like question will be asked, and he will sit there and he will just stare at the camera i guess and nothing will happen and then his handlers like his his capital police guard and one of his assistants will very casually and calmly almost as if they're used to this happening will walk up to him and like like in the second one she's the her his handler like started i gotta stop calling it his handler (laughs) um will like start like somebody will ask a question and she'll shout at him and it's like 
The question will come in and she'll shout it back to him so she knows he gets it. It's just disturbing. It's very problem like like look, it's sad watching a very old person go through that. Like it is truly heartbreaking. But then to have to watch them go through this and be in charge of the country just in general i it's not even and and i know this is a little unbelievable but like to me it's not even a like party thing anymore i don't whether it's mcconnell or biden or oh god oh god the senator from california who's 90 and literally looks i'm not kidding she looks like she's dead um this is gonna kill me marjorie taylor green no she's from georgia and she's like 37 i know oh (laughs) um Diane Feinstein. Feinstein. Yeah, Diane Feinstein's the senator from California. Why does that last name sound for? It's a very, it's a very popular name. Isn't that the guy, the NFT guy? Isn't he a Feinstein? You're trying to say something about Jews? Um, no, that was his last name, right? I don't know what you're talking about. The guy who ran that, um, the Bitcoin guy. Yeah, that recently, within like last year or something, he had that. FXT or whatever it was called. FT. Oh my God. What is his? I'm pretty sure. David. I thought uh, that was his last name. I know who you're talking. No, I didn't I think his last name was Feinstein up. though. Uh-oh. FMT was it called? Bitcoin scandal. Crypto, bro. It'd be help. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just Bitcoin scan scan candles, not candles. Why do I want Bitcoin candles? Uh, we need a Jamie. Gotta get it. Give it a goog, Jamo. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> what the shit was this guy named? God damn it. Bitcoin but guy who hid in the Bahamas. Wait, I I'm see I'm gonna a read picture. it. I'm gonna be Sam Bakeman Freed. Freed. Yeah. Okay. We've got a lot of names in my head. <laughs> I want, you know, I have, I know a few people who, who have... Their, not their life is wrapped in cryptocurrency, but they've been on that train for a very long time. I'm curious how it's going right now. I think at this point, you kind of can't get off of it. Um, Kevin and I have had several uh, Bitcoin debates Yeah. in the last, like... You guys going to start your own Bitcoin? No, he's very pro-Bitcoin, and I think it's all bullshit. We call it slap coin. Yes. Yeah, Every coin. time you buy it, you buy it, it's like a base slap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bitcoin right now is trading at twenty five thousand seven hundred eighty four dollars. That's still a lot. I know it that's is. not. It definitely has dropped a the lot. The highest it went got up to was like sixty four or something. Um, that's still crazy for imaginary yeah. money. Exactly. Exactly. It's still crazy for something that's not. But real. again, it's just that's it. Bitcoin is just like with everything else. Like I mean, we we value the dollar now because we say it's valuable. When before we would barter, right? Like, and like chickens were more important than. Uh, right. Or, I mean, for for the longest time on Earth, the actual currency was salt. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Salt was a valuable commodity because it kept meat fresh. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's why salt was so valuable. I can see that. Now we have fridges, so you you buy however much salt yeah. you want. <laughs> now we have fridges. Now we have fridges. <laughs> this is why the aliens are coming for us. They want our fridges. <laughs> they want, they our, want fridges. our salt. 
<laughs> they want our meat. They want our meat. Who would blame them? Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want a nice T-bone? Right. Yeah. Some of that. Uh, what's that? Wagyu beef. Wagyu beef. Yeah. Wagyu. Is like a Japanese cow or something? I don't know. I don't is know that what it is? I'm not sure. I heard it's expensive. I look that up before I. That's that's all I know about it. Is that it's expensive. Spreading fake news. <laughs> uh, it's it, yeah, it's a Japanese beef cattle breed. Oh, there you See, go. See, I kind of know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I can't. Oh, so it's just expensive because it comes from a different country. Probably. That's okay. It's it's imported, so it costs more to get here. Probably doesn't yeah. have anything. That's not not anything special. You are incredibly correct, though, on the uh, on the on the currency value thing. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just very strange what we've decided to consider valuable well i mean at this point people are just trying to like they're just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks that's what i assume nft was and it's just everything just it took off for a little bit and then everyone just got discovered how dumb it is well here's the thing about nfts about two percent of nft ids ideas and two percent of like the execution behind using an nft is actually a very good idea but what we just went through in the last three or four years i don't even know how long ago that was at this point what we just went through, though, is, like, the 98% of bullshit that isn't going to stick. Like, the fucking gorilla that yeah. uh, Justin Bieber bought for a million dollars. Like, that's not... The metaverse that, stuff. Yeah, that's not where the value is. And, the you know, the yeah, but... Yeah, I wonder I wonder how the, pers- the person who bought property in the metaverse next to Snoop Dogg, like, what, like how that investment... We should check up. in on him. Yeah. Yeah. Get him on the pod. We should get Snoop on the pod. We should get Snoop. That would... That would correlate with the music perfectly. Oh, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. Yeah. I feel like we talked, we brought it up before, but um, I wanted to ask you uh, objectively, what album do you think front to back is like the best album out there? Can we define best? Uh, well, I guess I think we, we, when we talked about it, it was just like albums that are bangers, but when I'm, I mean like the most, just the, uh, like, like most listenable or most influential, or are we looking for a combo of all these things? A combo of all those things. Okay. Like for, like for example, and I guess like objectively when I say it's just like whatever your opinion is on okay. it, but like, for example, like I would put, um, uh, the used first album in that list because every single song on there is amazing and it the listenability to it like I can still to this day go back and listen to that whole album front to back and do it once or twice through and still enjoy myself it's like so I guess it's like longevity along with uh, uh, amount of uh, play like not hits because I, I mean you can't technically not not everyone is going to be a hit because who i mean well I'm outside like, of like well, now i guess that's different now because like technically taylor swift's album like each song is was hit. in the top 10 but that's just because that they or each single each like in the top 10 songs but that's just because the merits of it are different now with streaming right whereas like that wouldn't necessarily that wouldn't really be a thing like back when the like whatever the cr like What's the thing that they use to like keep track of record selling? I don't know. It's a, there was an actual thing, and that's why like oh, I didn't bands know this. like Nirvana got really famous. 
was because it's like uh, there was some some sort of catalog that they invented that when uh, you were when you purchase an album, it registers it. So then they were able to keep track of how many albums were sold. But then when they introduced it, that's when like a lot of like the grunge era started because Nirvana just blew up because it people were buying it and it charted and then people who didn't know who they were saw that it charted and would go out and listen to it and then they would buy it and it just kind of steamrolled okay i remember the name of yeah i can't find anything on it it that quick um now nowadays it's different but if that let's say like like that aside like let's say like the streaming idea with that and you're just solely basing it off of at tracks one till the very end of the song kind of thing. Like what do you, is I'm sure there's a few Dream Theater albums that you would put on that list. But three or four? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm 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 going to keep it to one to make the conversation fun. Um yeah, 6 Degrees of Inner Turbulence by Dream Theater is probably my favorite album of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Um it, it I mean between playing it on the drums, I every time I listen to it I still get the same feeling I got. The first time I listened to it, and I've heard it four, five, six hundred times. Mm-hmm. Um, Lateralis by Tool. No World for Tomorrow by Coheed and I Cambria. Say, give, me f- give me five, because I actually okay. have like a top five. Good. Um, I need to take a minute to look at a Muse album. I just, I kind of need to... I was talking about Muse earlier to somebody, too. Yeah, that's fine. So, like, so yeah, I'll go ahead. You, so, I would not necessarily any order... Ex- Except the last one. Fair. It, would that be your best one? That would be my the best. So, like I said, the use self-titled. Okay. Uh, again, every single track, straight up banger. Uh, Keeping secrets, Silent Earth three. Uh, that, and that's something I've gone back to recently and listened to. When I was younger, I remember doing more track skip track skipping, but now like listening to it as a whole, like it's just it everything is about it is incredible. Um, do 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 do. This one's more of a personal favorite. The, with that, uh, would be uh, a fire so big heaven can see it by Search the City. Uh, there. I mean, I've talked about them before plenty of times, but they're like s- criminally underrated. Uh, okay. Like alt rock kind of punk band. Uh, what was that? Number three, number two. Oh my god, what was it? Oh, um, Homesick by Data Remember. Oh, that I mean, honestly, every single song in that album is incredible, yeah. and the hype leading up to it was like that was the first time I was like, the hype is real, like you know. Uh, but then number one, and it is still my favorite, is P2 by Periphery, your favorite album ever. Yes, really? I loved. Their first album uh-huh. and all their other albums were good, but set, I still think they 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 hit that sweet spot in on their second album, okay. and it's just like everything from the concept of it to the, like the the how each individual song, how it's written, the melodies that are thrown in there, the callbacks from like melodies and different songs, everything about it, I just I love. It's incredible, and that's one where like every so often I'm just like I'm gonna time to listen to periphery and i'll just i'll put that that on that on i'm gonna pop this one on i'm gonna pop on my headphones um that first track so good god somewhere in time we will come in the fall 
He's got that high singing, which I can't do. Oh. I, I used to. Yes. That's a short song, too. This, yeah, this is just. Oh, dude, you know what? This is my favorite Periphery album. It's so good. By far. Like I bet this is the I bought yeah. the uh, um, uh, the music from it from Sheet Happens. Okay, that's that that website that I get a lot of my tab books. So it would be sick to like figure out how to get on that. But anyway, um, but there's t- there's uh, uh, I bought the tab book for this. Okay, and I've been lear- trying to learn a bunch of them, but it's just still like really. Oh, I love this part. I can't do it. Wow. This you is, weren't that far away. This is one of those albums where, like, I learned the guitar part because of the amount of times I mouthed it when okay. I listened to it. Wham, wham, wham. Like, all the rhythms, like the breakdowns and stuff, I figured out just from listening to it so much. Oh, juicy. Mothra! I, <laughs> just from listening to it so much. So, like, when I started learning, I believe it's called Have a Blast. Yep, no, it's the second one. No, then the third one. Uh, Facepalm Mute. Mute. Yeah. Like, I figured I knew the rhythm for it just from doing mouth drums. That's okay. why I love when me and Rob were playing, trying to figure out that one episode. Yeah. I was like, no, it's like the one that's like, this is my favorite periphery song. This is on P2. Which one is this? Luck is a constant. I think this is the one that ends with the callback to the beginning, right? No, this is with the song that ends with the uh, John Petrucci guitar solo. Okay, I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking a different one. Cause like that, the way this that's al- actually how I found Periphery. Oh, really? Was somebody? God, it might have been Frank. Frank was like, or no, no, it was Rob. And Rob was talking about Periphery. And they're like, uh, yeah, uh, Jake Bowen's uncle is John Petrucci, and he played it. What? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, uncle or cousin? That's but crazy. Jake Bowen and John Petrucci are related, and that's why John did the guitar solo on this. Ah, yeah. The strings are in their blood. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, this song is tight. Um, I I'm stuck. I can give you the first three albums easily, and then I get stuck in like a three through eight like list where it's very hard to differentiate it. Um, I'm going between like the Resistance by Muse, especially when it came out, was just like. It's all I listen to. You will have to turn this off. I am so distracted right now. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to get through the first verse. I love this verse. Yeah. Rob, at work, Rob used to just scream castrated like that. Vibe to this for a while. Fuck it. To the stage, oh, dude, I was wrong. Oh, 
is it not this song? It's not this song. Ah, uh, that's all right. It's Arised. This is a good song, too. I mean, again, every song on this album is fantastic. It really is. His drummer, this drummer's so good. Yeah. They were phenomenal live. Were they? Yes. They're like a, they, and they're one of the, but they're one of those bands that are like I'm going to see them in November. Nice. Yeah, me and John got tickets. I forgot. They're they, playing, I think they're playing at the Underground Lounge. They're like on the click. Like okay. cuz they had cuz don't they yeah. play to a click live? Yeah, cool cuz all the all the like uh, auxiliary stuff is playing over the loudspeaker. Yeah. So like a lot of the weird sounds and shit. It's so clean. Like that is just that's all just that's all picks. It's incredible how clean his like pick shredding is. I love listening to the guitarists talk about him because I learn how much better he is than I already think he is. I mean, no, it's I mean he's yeah. he's fast, but like yeah. but it's not like like you can hear each individual note. Right. Like, it's not like a sweep. It's very he's rare. Just, he's yeah. literally like tremolo picking through like this crazy melody. Like it's it's obnoxious. That's what I mean. Every time. Like, even that little, like, it's so fast. He does that in guitar it's solos so, all the time. It's so clean, too. I would do it all the time, too, if I knew how to fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, just so clean. I am stuck on a list of, like, four or five albums that come after that. Yeah. Because I, I was very, I was very, like, influenced by a completely different brand of music than I listen to now when I was young. So, like, when I was young, it was, like, Bleed American and um, Futures by but, Jimmy Eat World. But you Go still – you could still listen to those. Oh, oh, my God. That's why, like, like longevity is yeah. – like, obvious – like, I mean, I used to listen to Anti-Flag when I was okay. younger, and I don't now. Like, that's not, like – like, it had some influence, but clearly not enough. Right. So, like, that's – so, I'm sure there's albums where, like, back then you're, like, Lacuna Coil, you know? I'm thinking. <laughs> um, Morning View and Make Yourself, that – Incubus, uh, science morning view and make okay. yourself that incubus run. Oh my god, put it in my veins and leave it there. <laughs> um, Megadeth, like yeah, still, dude. I yeah. If I go, if I go back and listen to, hmm, 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 hmm. I gotta look at. I gotta look at. I gotta um. I gotta look at a couple of Megadeth albums. Uh, it's been it's been a while. What is it? Pete, uh, Pete sells, but who's buying or That's something like that? That's like their first one. That's the one with uh, Symphony of Destruction. Symphony yeah. of Destruction. Um, I could do I can do Rust in Peace, and I could do. I have the f I have the goddamn. Do you hate it when you have the album artwork in your head and you can't remember what it's called? I've done that a couple times. I've been doing it all show. That's Metallica. Mm -hmm. uh, the system has failed. I can listen to the system has failed front to back uh, whenever you'd like me to. And I'll do it. Then and I'll never do really, it for free. I never really got into thrash metal. Okay. I, I, I'm not into a lot of it, but Megadeth was always huge for me. I feel like I did a weird jump because I was, I mean, like when I was younger, is there music playing? No. Oh, okay. I thought, for some reason, I thought that was, I, don't, I don't have my headphones. I started sweating. I'm like, nope. <laughs> um, when I was younger, like, 
up until high school, I really didn't have much say with what I listened to. Right. It was like whatever my parents listened to. So tons of like Rush and Genesis. Very good. Very From nice. my dad. And then like a lot of the 90s stuff like Matchbox and Train and whatnot. And there was like a, oh, I guess these. I'm going to let it happen. <coughs> good Lord. Ooh, there's a peak. Sounds <clears throat> painful. I'm a loud sneezer. I hate it. It sounds like a painful sneeze. If it's super relieving, I will say. Okay. Um. Anyway, and I think it was like when my freshman year is when I started actually listening. I started listening to like Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two because there was a point where like, and I think I, I've told this story before, but like, uh, the my an ex or someone I was dating in high school was. She bought me the second Disturbed CD for Christmas one year or something. And then later on, I bought the first one. But then my mom made me take it back. I remember this one. Yeah, and, I, and and she was like, I don't want you listening to that music. So there's a part of me that, like, maybe it was just, like, rebelling. Like, oh, I'm, you know, I'll show It was when her. you first rebelled. But, uh, my, my rebellion album was uh, the Subliminal Verses. Yeah? Yeah. I can say yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good yeah. rebellion yeah, album, uh, but the, I still I remember it was like a point where like it was a lot of pop punk, and then I started listening to like 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 Cal like Southern Californian type punk like Anti Flag, No Effects, a little bit of ska here and there. There was a lot of No Effects um, influence on me, especially like well when I used to hang out with Paul, I guess like when I was in middle school. Cause Paul, that was that was like yeah. that was Paul's favorite fucking band. Yeah, yeah. So whenever I was so he got me really into them, and that was like the War on Errorisms, um, Wolves and Wolves Clothing, and I think it's the one before that with Dinosaurs Will Die on it. I can't remember. Oh, the. I can't. I know the again. I so can see. The, does it have like the the nurse on it? Yes. Yes, I know. It's like volume Valium or something like that. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I and you know I I think the the genesis for where my shifting happened mm-hmm. was uh and I did I should have put it on my list, uh even though it's probably a it's probably has a better contender than the used is Artists in the Ambulance by Thrice. The first time I heard All That's Left. It was like the perfect combination of the music I was listening to with just enough heavy to get me intrigued in like more heavier music. Because right after that, it was like Poison the Well. And then I heard Norma Jean and like Number 12 Looks Like You for the first time. Like going, like, like I falling into like metalcore and grindcore and being like, oh, this is fucking awesome. And it may, like I said, partially maybe it's like, take that, Mom. August Burns Red's a Christian band. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple Trivium albums. Uh, like I could listen to all of Shogun still and just be enamored with it. Um, is it Heavier Things or Room for Squares? That is my John, John Mayer. Mayer. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of which one was more... Uh, 
Oh, Continuum. I mean, John Mayer got me because of Continuum. That should have been up there, too. That was another album that's just incredible front to back. This is the problem. I don't think I don't know if I could even do five. I think I need to do 10 or 15. But like we should come back and do like a top 20 because I'm also over here. I was going to name a couple country albums, but I was like, you know what? I don't think I could do two. I need to. I need to hash this out. So yeah, I why, agree. We, why don't we take? Yeah, let's take the we week to think homework. about it. We'll go. Yeah, we'll come back and think about that. Yeah. But uh, but John Mayer. I feel like that that album. Like I got into Mayer because of Continuum, and like that's really my favorite album. I my have. brother had Room for Squares when he was young because he was in high school when it came out. And so yeah, back back then, like Body Was a Wonderland, all that stuff like that. I was already past that point where I'm like, that's stuff that's played on the mix. I don't really listen to any Same. of that. But then Continuum is just, it, that whole album is just yeah. incredible. And then, and then I also have like a, I had a pop, uh, like a pop band phase. I loved NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. My first concert was Hanson. Okay. Yeah. Mbop, baby. Yeah. Dip to dip to dip doo up. Cool really doo-wop. pop doo doo. It, it would be fun to not do that one, but to do Where's the Love? That's actually the really Black Eyed Peas song. No, what's no. wrong with the world, Mama? No, Hanson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no Black Eyed Peas, please. <laughs> yeah, we'll go back and do some homework. Cause like I said, like I mean, I like that. I think once I started, when I started getting into like more metalcore type bands, I was very stuck in my ways for a bit. Okay. It wasn't until after high school. Where I had, I mean, for the longest time, it was like, this song doesn't have a breakdown. <laughs> Whatever. I think, like, once I got it out of high school and was more into, like, just started listening to more stuff is when I started expanding my horizons. Okay. I could not remember what Where's the Love sounds like by Hanson, so I had to put it on. Oh, did you um, put it on? Yeah. Is it on now? Let's it hear is. it. This, I mean, this one's good. This is obviously the original, but they, uh, uh, Bowling for Soup re- recently did a uh, a cover with Hanson of this oh, song. Oh, that's tight. Not recently, within yeah. the past couple of years, but. Yeah. Ooh, but you don't know how to give. Ooh, me crazy. Baby. I had a Jonas Brothers phase. Which is did you really? Yeah, which is really like my generation's <laughs> Hanson. So I, okay, fine, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I'm old. I get it. I think I'm also <laughs> saying it like listening to this. I'm like, yeah, this is like this is Jonas Brothers. Enough. I guess it the Jonas Brothers are them. To be fair, man. I feel like this had. I mean, this song for them being children has like heavy con like heavy content to it. That's my argument for uh, Jonas Brothers. They. They wrote those albums when they were like fourteen and seventeen, and then like they have like they've saw and I know a lot of them are like children's songs about like childhood love, but they also have some like they have a song about Nick's diabetes. We've lost Mike for the show, which is fine. He's vibing and I'm happy for him. I mean, let's just like this. The the line is like separated. Consciousness is faded. Like, can you turn this acoustic? Yeah, right now. No, 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 no. That's not fair. Is it? We should, dude. We should do challenge a, me. We should do a boy. Ba- <laughs> we should do a boy bands. Yeah. Once we, I tell you, what we get, we gotta have a show where we get, uh, uh, Dave, John, and Terry on, so then we can do four part harmonies. Like I, I will take the time to learn a barbershop quartet. 
if we're able to do it on the podcast. I'm clouds all around, the rear's blowing down. We're waiting for the right life to get through. I love that little thing. It's so fun. Got a change up for me. Everyone's got In barbershop, so there's gonna be no music? Or are you going to play guitar, well, too? just for one song. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. maybe just going to sit here. Realistically, <laughs> the only one I would want to do, I would want to do the uh, uh, beach. Okay, so we might have talked about this. Have you ever played Fallout, or no, uh, Bioshock Infinite? Yes. Uh, the music that's in Bioshock, in that game in particular, because it deals with like time travel and portals to like different times and shit. So essentially, the the utopia that they're in, all of the music that's there, in canon, the composer is done by one person, and he actually goes to the future and takes, like, number one hits and brings it back and turns it more into a, like, 30s kind of Yeah, thing. you did mention this. And then he does a Beach Boys song. Yes, it's a, t- God, yeah. a God Only Knows, I believe it's called. Okay. And it's, it's so, so good. I mean, like, and I never really listened to the Beach Boys, but, like... That song me, I can't go very so, deep. Yeah. God, I, we were talking about albums. I forgot about Linkin Park. Oh, Hybrid 3 or Meteora? I, good question. <laughs> I, I got to write down from You know, there was a weird there was a weird period where like like they were huge and then everyone was like, "Oh, you listen to Linkin Park." But now it's like now it's because obviously time Because has once passed. well, and once somebody dies, you're allowed to like him again. It's crazy how that works. Somebody has to die for you to like them. Could you well, fuck off? I don't think that was the case. <laughs> 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 Could you fuck off? <laughs> uh, I don't think that was necessarily the case, but like I think it was just more. They stopped putting albums out, and then time passed. This was prior, even prior to Chester. And then when they came back, they start. They they weren't. It wasn't Meteoria, like it was in Hybrid Theory. You know, it wasn't it wasn't crawling in paper cut. It was like. I some tight songs on Minutes to Midnight, but it wasn't as heavy. Yeah, no, they and, like, definitely edgy. went more the like poppier route. Yeah, and it, there are some of those songs I still love, um, but it's just it's so different that I can see why people would be like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Whoop. The fuck going on here? I'm trying to remember the Lincoln part, the uh, Minutes to Midnight song that I love. I mean, what I've done. No, I put it out, digging deeper, just to blow mm. it away. Actually, that sounds really fucking good. I forgot how many. I mean, he was—he's yeah. a—he was a great singer. This song's incredibly overtly political, but I love this song. Yeah, I was hanging out with uh, or Colin was over. It was like last weekend, and she's like, "I forgot about this song," and started playing that single from Fort Minor. The, the the side project that the rapper from Lincoln Park I don't know about it honestly I think if you heard if you've heard the song you would recognize it it was one of those called Fort Minor his band was the the like group was called Fort Minor tuning the guitar like I'm guessing it's it like if you just remember the name Yeah. I don't think this is it. This is not it. This is a Linkin Park song. Oh. Yeah. Oh, this is fun. This is a song all about George Bush. 
I think the song is called Remember the Name. Oh, yeah. Wow, I don't remember that at all. That's Linkin Park. Oh, yeah, I know this song. Yeah. Dude, I didn't know this was this guy. I didn't know this was Linkin Park. Or <laughs> the guy from Linkin Park. Yeah, I listened to this when yeah. I left. Yeah, I like. That's a good song. Yeah. yeah. I love this beat. Yeah. yeah I, I can named- see you. Pump- I can see you lifted to this song for sure. Can't lift anymore. Is his math right? Fuck the back. No, no, no. I've done the math before. No. <laughs> it equals like 150 percent or something. <laughs> 20 plus 15 is 35. 40, that's 90. He's at 190%. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of effort. That's a lot of yeah, it's a, probably more effort than he's really giving. That's that's I mean I would say. Yeah, that's yeah, probably and you know 90% what I have more. I I also have and still lightly have a huge rap phase that I did not address at all. Okay. Like like what? Um like Kanye West's first 5 albums are majestic. Jay Z had two or th- a two or three album run, uh, Eminem, a three or four album run, and a couple of Ja Rule albums back in there. Uh, the two Ti albums that I love. So I'm, dude, I'm gonna have to really, I'm, I'm gonna have to come up with a big board. And this is next week's main episode. I don't have to have this ready by Sunday. Oh, if you're listening to this episode, yes, you'd be listening to it next Wednesday, which would be the. Sh- Sixth, yes, September sixth. Well, tomorrow, September seventh, we will be coming out with a bonus episode because we appreciate you folks so much. It's going to be Mike and I hanging out with John, Terry, and Meg. Are some of our some of? No, I shouldn't say some of our favorite guests because that'll offend all our other guests. But some of our most uh, our most reoccurring guests, the crew. Yeah, the crew. <laughs> and we're going to be doing mm-hmm. our fantasy football leagues draft. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to roast everybody, and then I'm going to send them the link. Yeah. Send them the link, 23 edition. Yeah, and I'm going to sit there and not understand what's going on. You're going to learn football, and you're going to like it. No, I won't. I'm actually I'm going to, I'm going to uh-huh. try my hardest not to learn anything. When we're going to beat you for it. No, all right. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> this is our team, Mike. The, I'm, I'm going to ask who's drafting Walter Payton the entire time. That's fine. Well, I Where's will, gold? At Where's s- Robbie Gold? You get three of those, and then you're muted. Just oh no! <laughs> I'll make sure that they're perfectly timed, and I'll just be silent the rest of the time. I respect that. <laughs> I would respect that bigly. Um, should we wrap up? Yeah. Well, uh, I know you had one more, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, you want to do the Jason Mraz song? Oh, uh, we could. I was gonna also. We can either do that or that with confidence song. I don't know, but let's go for it. We'll save Jason Mraz because I kind of want to. I kind of want to uh, get a ukulele, and by that I mean borrow my sister's ukulele. Because that'd be fun to do a, some uke songs. Some uke. Some uke. What's the one band? Never say never. Have you ever heard of them? I don't know. I only know Never Say Never because that's a Justin Bieber song. It, uh, he was like Never Shout old. Never. Maybe yeah. it, that's what never it is. Shout never. But yeah, it's just like it's it, it, one of the albums. I'm pretty sure it's called "Me and My Uke." It's in that weird MySpace emo f- phase. Strange music all around. All right. Yeah, one, two, three. I remember the first night that she said, 
Oh, maybe I can do this on my own. Happy birthday, Amber. <laughs>